The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. Any, any prophet sitting somewhere where say, you must show now out of your credit card a thousand pounds, ten thousand pounds. And when you do that, X, Y, Z will happen. It's from the pit of the devil. That's manipulation and witchcraft. And do you know the sad truth? The church has allowed witchcraft, witchcraft and manipulation in the church now more. And that's the that's where we want to. That's where we want to. If I tell you now I'm a prophet, I tell you. I see something. I can only do it to my wife. I can't do it to anybody now. For you to go and say, chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 the book of Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 if you're there say amen if you're not there say wait for me all right I'll wait for you for those of you who are saying wait for me for your information Galatians is in the New Testament in the New Testament. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 I read. It says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Verse 14 that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I am concluding the series I've been doing titled Entering into Unlimited Wealth Through Faith and this is part four. Entering into Unlimited Wealth well through faith and this is part four we have already established what God's will for us God's will for us according to 3 John 1 2 is for us to prosper that is God's will for us the Bible says beloved I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and not only prosper, but also to be in health, even as your soul prospers. So God's ultimate desire for us is to prosper. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9, it says, Dearly beloved, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that even though he was rich, for your sake, and for my sake, he became what? Poor. So that you through his poverty might become what? Rich. So Jesus took our place so we can take his place. He went on the cross so you don't have to go on the cross. He became a curse so you become a blessing. Are you following me? So God's ultimate desire for us is to walk in unlimited wealth and I said from the beginning that the only way you can walk in the new is to renew your mind from the old if your mind is not renewed you cannot walk in the new if your mind is not renewed you cannot walk in the new that's why the Bible says Romans chapter 12 verse 2 it says be not conformed to this world to conform means to take the form of this world. To con, con means to adjust, to adapt, 
to a form, to conform. He says, we must not be conformed to this world, but we must be what? Transformed. To trans is to go beyond, to go beyond the form. In other words, God doesn't want us to take on the form of this world. And how is that going to be possible? The only way we are going to be transformed is by the renewing of our mind. Are you following me? It's by the renewing of our mind. And what do we use to renew our mind? The word. What do we use to renew our mind? The word. And how does faith come? Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by what? By hearing and hearing what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing what? Yes, so we hear the word of God. The more word we hear, the more we become the word. We don't hear the news. We don't hear all the all the sad news going on around us. I'm not saying don't listen to the news. But all I'm saying is that it is worth sitting on the word for two, three hours a day rather than sitting on the news for four to six hours a day and hearing the same thing. Remember, fear and faith comes the same way. Fear comes by hearing. Faith also comes by what? By hearing. That's why you have to choose carefully what you hear. Who you listen to, you become. You become what you listen to. You become what you listen to. Now remember when Moses sent the 12 tribes to Ai to spy the land, the 10 came with a negative report, two came with a a good report. Now, the 10 said, when we went to the land, we saw the sons of Anak. They were giants. And we were in their own eyes as grasshoppers. Now, even though God was on their side, they didn't see themselves as giants possessing that land. Because God's word said, I've already given you the land. All I need you to go and do is spy out the land and see how you can strategically take the land. But they saw themselves like grasshoppers. The way you see yourself is the way you behave. Is it possible, could it be possible that there are some Christians who have Jesus Christ in them, who have God in them, who have the Holy Spirit in them, yet their mindset is a grasshopper mindset. If your mindset is a grasshopper mindset, you can't possess anything. You can't achieve anything. We can lay hands on you. We can pour oil on you. Nothing will change. You'll fall down. You'll roll a, a little bit on the floor. You'll shake a little bit. And you'll come back up with more worse devils than you went down. Who you are is your mind. But the other two said, no. The Bible says that and they steal them. The word steal them means they told them to shut it. Shut it. Never allow negative reports around you. Remember, I taught on the language of faith. Remember, in this kingdom, our words are creative. The words are not for communication. It's for creativity. In the beginning, God created. God never communicated. Language is not meant for communication. It's meant for creation. That's why you have to be careful what you're creating because you eat whatever you create. If you don't want to eat it, don't cook it. But if you cook it, you will eat it. So the other two said, no, we are well able to possess this land. Now, if, we, if we are, we're going to rule on this in the, on the basis of democracy, who is going to win? The ten. No, the two. The two came up with a possibility mindset. Yes. The two said we can possess this land. Possess it. That's right. 
The two said we can go beyond. We can walk in unlimited wealth. Right. But the other ten said no, 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 no. It's impossible. We can't do this. Not in Great Britain. You can't do this. Nobody has ever crossed this barrier before. Now what are they doing? They are putting limitations and barriers in your mind. The moment you hear you can't do it, you will never do it. Remember the story I told you about that, that um, research that was done many years ago on two monkeys. A cage was built and a, an old monkey was put in the cage. And what is a monkey's favorite food? Banana. Banana. Did someone say nuts? Well, banana is a monkey's favorite food. So they, they put a banana out of, of, of the cage for him to reach it. And every time he goes to reach for the banana, what they'll do is they'll spray cold water on him. So every time he tries to reach the banana, they'll spray cold water on him. And so every time they spray cold water on him, he takes off his hand. Now, what they are doing is they are conditioning his mind with the cold water. So, that became a norm until a time where they'll put the banana out there without the spraying of cold water and he won't still go for the banana. Why? Because now he has been conditioned and programmed thinking that every time I try to go for the banana, cold water is going to come on me. Now, not long after... They put a new monkey, a baby monkey, or let's say a new monkey in that same cage with the old monkey. Now, they put the banana out there and every time the new monkey tries to reach the banana, guess what happens? The old monkey pulls the new monkey down and starts saying, hey, 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 cold water, cold water. I didn't hear that, but I'm assuming that that's what the old monkey is saying. Are you following what I'm saying? So now, every time the new monkey tries to reach the banana, what happens? The old monkey pulls him down. Every time the new monkey tries to reach the banana, the old monkey pulls him down. Why? Because his mind has been conditioned. But when the new monkey showed up, he was never told. He was never conditioned that it is not possible. That's why you have to be careful who you listen to. In this country, many people who came ahead of their other families came to do cleaning jobs. And they graduated and had British passports. And they were still doing cleaning jobs. When their brothers and sisters come from whatever country they come from and they come to join them, they said, here, the only job you can do is what? Cleaning. Even with a British passport, their mind has been conditioned that the only way I can make it in this country is cleaning jobs. Many of you in this church do two, three jobs. Why? Because you think that the only way you can make it is by doing two, three jobs. Yet there are others who only do one job and they are living large. You are doing two, three jobs, you are living small, not large. Still struggling. You can't pay your bills. Why? You think it's in the job. No, it's not in the job. A limitation has been programmed in your mind. That's why the only place you can come for that limitation to be removed is in the house of God. And when you are being taught that it's possible because a limitation and a stronghold has been formed in your mind, you try to fight the pastor.
You try to fight me, not because you think I'm trying to get money from you. All I'm trying to do is put money in your pocket. Teach you how to make it. Teach you how to break limitations. Teach you how to become what God has destined you to become. And when we start teaching on finances, you think, ah, there they go again. They want our money. I don't want your money. God doesn't want your money. What is it that you and I have that God did not give it to us? Why is it that when the church start teaching on finances, the world fights the church? Can you not rise up and begin to think that they don't want you to come to where we are? They don't want you to get to the level where we are because they know that money is good. You see, the church, the, 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 the concept of money being evil has been painted to the church. And so every time we start teaching on finances, people pull up their guns in their hearts. They don't want to hear it. In their hearts, they've blocked the teaching from coming in. Not knowing what I'm teaching is to help you to come out of the poverty mindset and become all that God has destined you to become. We are not going to allow no old monkey in this church. I said we are not going to allow no old monkey in this church. That house is possible. Living in a 10 bedroom house is possible. Driving a brand new car is possible. Flying business class and first class is possible. I said it's possible. Your children going to private school is possible. Having the best of the land is what is possible. Just stay with me. Don't be offended at what I'm teaching. Just stay with me. It's just a matter of time. As you keep hearing the word. The Bible says that. And the word became flesh. As you keep hearing the word. The word will become flesh. It will become tangible. You begin to see manifestation. Of the word in your life. And so don't pull up your guns yet. Because I'm taking you somewhere. I refuse to be poor. I refuse to be broke. I refuse for members in this church to be broke. I refuse for members in this church to be struggling financially. This is the blessed church on the surface of the earth. This is the wealthiest church on the surface of the earth. The 10 richest men and women across the globe, they are in this church. I said they are in this church. Let me hear living amen. I said they are in this church. I said they are in this church. And who are they? You are them. I said you are them. Come on, somebody shout, it's me. Come on, somebody shout, that's me. We have to hate poverty to the highest level. Remove that stronghold that has been built at you in your mind. The day must come where you are walking in the season of unlimited. Where you are not limited. Where when you, when you are going to, you see, sometimes I observe people. When people are going to shops, going to buy something, when they pass by the cash point before they go in there, that means they are checking how much they have. Every time you are checking how much you have before you buy, that means you are walking in limitation. Now, do you remember those days when you didn't have all these phone apps to check your bank statement? You were having a lot of declines. Do you remember those days? <laughs> you were having a lot of declines. But the days of decline are over. I said they are over. over. The time has come for you to go to any holiday at any time, right. whenever and wherever you want. Yes. 
Say amen to that. Amen. The time has come for you to live in a large and a spacious house. Amen. Are you not tired of every time you go through your house, you have to squeeze by something. You have to, you know, it's, I mean, the days of a 10-step house are over. over. I mean, by the time you walk from the door, you get into your house, you go and count today when you get home. You get through the door. I know some of you is five steps, but don't worry. You count one, two, three, four, five, ten. That's, that's from the beginning of your house to the end of your house. What kind of lifestyle is that? I remember I used to sleep on a small bed. And you know when you sleep on small bed, you can't sleep in the middle. And the bed is not put in the middle of the room. Now a small bed means a small room. And so you have to make sure the bed is by the wall. Because if it's not by the wall and it's in the middle, you end up falling off. Are you following what I'm saying? So the time has come for you to sleep on some, what's those big beds? Are they queen size? Super queen size? Yeah. Are you not tired? The only way you can get through this is to be angry. Be angry at the devil. Yes, Be angry at poverty. Yes, Ask God to give you ideas how to create more wealth. Yes, so Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Because he became a curse for us. Amen. That you and I might walk in the blessing. The blessing is good. Amen. It's a good thing to walk in the blessing. It's a good thing to walk, walk into any shop and not ask how much is it and not check the, the label on what you like and see whether you can afford it or not. It's a good thing to walk into shops where there are no price tags. You just choose 10. There are shops in this country that have no price tags for your information. And those shops, when you get there, you don't ask how much is it. The moment you ask how much is it, they know you can't afford. They know you can't afford. Some of you need to break some limitations in terms of, I mean, your, your hair, the quality of your hair for the ladies. You can't be buying two pound, two pound hair. Every time you go to the shop, you are looking for two pounds. If I have ten of the two pounds, that's ten pounds. No. No. I said no. I said no. The time has come, you go to the shop and the hair is two hundred pounds. You say, give me ten. They look at you and they, do, do the hair score two hundred pounds? More, more, okay. How do you know more? Because... I don't know whether you are married or single. So I don't know whether at night whether you wear hair or not. How do you know it's more? Or you're in the hair business. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? Praise God. I'm teaching something good this morning. I'm liberating someone this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, ladies. The time has come. Walk into the shop. The hair is 5,000 pounds. Can I have five? Yeah. The owner of the shop is even shocked at you. But they should know that you are blessed. Are you following what I'm saying? All the time you go to shops, you buy shoe. 20 pound shoe. 10 pound, 2 pound. You must stop women. You must wear some very expensive shit. Now, all I'm teaching is part of dealing with strongholds. Amen. Amen. Don't be offended now. Don't go stand somewhere and start criticizing me and say, the pastor was preaching about shoot today. No, 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 no. No, that's not what I'm teaching. I'm you see, some of you, do you know some of you, you even go window shopping, just window shopping, and yet you can't look at the expensive things. Just window shopping. You are not buying. 
Yet when you see a dress for 5,000 pounds and you see the label 5,000 pounds and you see one for 50 pounds, I can guarantee you, you will not look at the 5,000 pounds one. You will look at the 50 pounds one. Just window shopping. That should tell you the extent of the stronghold. One day you should just go below 5,000. I mean, just spend one 5,000. When the devil tries to, even if you don't have food, you tell the devil, today I spent 5,000 pounds on a dress. Are you following what I'm saying? As a pastor, after you spend 5,000, what will you eat? Watch the dress. Watch the dress. Watch the dress and swallow your saliva. You'll be full. Yeah. Just watch the, just take the dress and put it in front of you and tell the devil, I bought this dress for 5,000 pounds. Whether you like it or not, the next dress I'm buying is 100,000 pounds. Whether you like it or not, the next dress I'm buying is 200,000 pounds. That's the way you break limitations. Do you know some people can never drive new cars? Not because they don't have the money to buy it. Because there's a stronghold. Every time you think about buying a car, second hand. You go to where? Auto traders. Why can't you also for once buy a new car? A new car that someone, no one has smoked in before. No one has poured juice in or, or beer or, or, or spirits in before. A new car that you can say, it's zero miles. I drove it. Break that limitation. I refuse to be poor. You can criticize me. I don't care. I refuse to be poor. Not you. I'm talking to them out there in the world. That's why I'm pointing to them. You Are you following what I'm saying? They say, oh, when I dress nice, they are going to criticize me. And so what? When I drive a nice car, they are going to criticize And so what? Drive it. Have you not noticed? It's only backbiters and backbiters are always behind. They are at the back. They can never be at the front. So we have been redeemed from the curse. Poverty is a curse. Pastor, I don't believe it. Well, okay, let me not go for that. And we have also established that, you see, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Everything in the kingdom is accessible by faith. It's accessible by what? By faith. If you don't have faith, you can't access anything in the kingdom. That's why you have to use your faith. Exercise your faith and draw on what God has in store for you. That's why Galatians 3.14, it says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promises of the spirit through faith. Through faith. Through faith. That's why you have to build your faith up. Build your faith up to the level where you can receive everything that God has available for you. Everything. And how do you start by building your faith? Little by little. Little word here, little word there. And start believing God for little things. Start believing God for a, 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 a pen. Believe God for a tie. Believe God for a dress. And then graduate your faith. Build your faith to the level where you can use your faith to believe God for a house. To a level where you can use your faith to believe God for a mansion. To believe God for a a large company. That's how faith works. Faith works in stages. You need to understand that. You can't just move from you haven't been able to believe God for a, a, a dress to believing God for a big house. 
it will not work. That's why you're frustrated. You have to understand the stages and the levels of faith. Even the disciples of Jesus who were with Jesus, they had no faith. They could see faith right in front of them, yet they had no faith. That's what you have to, because during salvation, we have all been given the measure of faith. But now you have to develop that faith to the level where it's now a mountain moving faith. Where that faith can move any mountain in front of you. You can stand here and believe God for a whole nation. Are you following what I'm saying? That's how faith works. Faith works in stages and in levels. So quickly, as we get ready to close, there are three keys that will propel you into the realms of unlimited wealth. Three keys. And they are number one. Number one is love. Number one is love. Number two is obedience. Number two is obedience. Number three is sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. These three keys will propel you into the realms of unlimited wealth. Let's go through them one by one. The first one is love. Please hear me. Love for God is the master key to access the world of unlimited wealth. Love for God is the master key to access the world of unlimited wealth. First Kings chapter 3 from verse 3 to 5. 1 Kings chapter 3 from verse 3 to 5. I read the Bible says that, And Solomon loved the Lord. And Solomon loved the Lord. That is very key. It's very important. And Solomon loved the Lord. And look at what happens when you love the Lord. It says, walking in the statutes of his father David, only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. So that means the effects of your love for God causes you to sacrifice. And not only that, he went to the high places. Verse 4, the Bible says that, and the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. Now notice that carefully. The king could have sacrificed where he was. Now some people say, oh, but God is everywhere. I can just stay in my house and worship God. No, that's not true. God says don't forsake the assembly, the gathering of the brethren together. Yes, God is everywhere, but there is a designated place God has designated for us to gather and to assembly. That's why I said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there with them. Are you following me? So the Bible says that, and the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place, and look at the sacrifice he made. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. A thousand. The required sacrifice for everyone is one burnt offering. Just one. But Solomon, because he loved the Lord, he sacrificed what? A thousand. You see, people who, who are still arguing whether to tithe or not to tithe, they don't love God. You see, when you love God, you don't do 10%. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, because Solomon loved the Lord, he was not going to do the one that was expected. He went a thousand. And look at what happens to those who go the extra mile. Look at verse 4, verse 5. The Bible says that in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give thee. Say amen to that. Do you see people whom God appears to them in a dream to ask 
Ask what you want and I'll give it to you. There are people who love God and there are people who sacrifice. When it's time for tithes and offering, that's not the time to ask them. Let me give God one pound. Now, listen, let me say this. God expects all of us to give on the level that he has blessed us with. Listen to me carefully. In this church, you will never be put under duress to give anything. Not in this church. But I want you to understand this principle that God will expect you to give on the level of the blessing he has given to you. Did you notice that God never came, required uh, Isaac from Abraham when Abraham didn't have Isaac? The only time God came to require Isaac when, when Abraham had Isaac. God will never ask you anything he has never given you. So if God has blessed you in the millions and you are giving in the hundreds, you are insulting him. He said we must give according to the level that he has blessed us. So nobody needs to put pressure on you because I know the level at which God has blessed me. It will be an insult to God if at this stage of my work with God, I'm still giving God one pound or five pounds or ten pounds, it will be an insult. Are you following what I'm saying? So when God blesses you on that level, you sow on that level. Remember he said to him, to whom much is given, much is required. And always remember this, God gives seed to the sower. Any church, any pastor that asks you to sow on your credit card is not from God. Because your credit card is not yours. It's not your money. God will never request Isaac from you when he has never given you an Isaac. Any, any prophet sitting somewhere where he say, you must show now out of your credit card a thousand pounds, ten thousand pounds. And when you do that, X, Y, Z will happen. It's from the pit of the devil. That's manipulation and witchcraft. And do you know the sad truth? The church has allowed witchcraft, witchcraft and manipulation in the church now more. And that's, the, that's where we run to. That's where we run to. If I tell you now, I'm a prophet, I tell you, hey, I see something. Now, I can only do it to my wife. I can't do it to anybody now. For you to go and say, I see something. You need to bring out your credit card. I have the POS machine here. You need to swipe one million pounds now. If you don't swipe it now, one of, one of, your, one of, one of your hair will fall off. And do you know people believe it? Yeah. They'll run and say, hey, the prophet said I must sow now or else my hair will fall off. <laughs> and then when you go home and one of your fake hairs falls off, they say, ah, the prophet said it. Meanwhile, it's a fake hair. These days, all someone has to do is have the title prophet and everything he says is gospel. Even if he's manipulating the people. People don't like a word-based church where they are taught. Where they are given the sure word of prophecy which is the word of God. Why? Because we have itchy ears. If I put a prophet under my title now you will see what will happen. I don't even have to do, I don't have to do anything. All I have to do here is gymnastics. 
come here and tell you I can capture somebody's picture in, in iPad. iPad, I'll capture and I'll put the picture here and then do all kinds of funny stuff and people believe that. We believe deception more than anything. Why? Because the church is not maturing. The church doesn't want to grow. We want things quick. There is no magic in the word of God. God is not a magician. It took Abraham 25 years to have one child. One. 25 years. You, you get married. Two years. You are not seeing a baby and then you start walking from one prophet to another and say, oh prophet, something is wrong. No, Abraham, 25 years. Some people, they don't even have to pray before they realize the babies are popping just like that. Babies are just popping. Pop, 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 pop. Pop, yeah. And you, just one or two years, you haven't seen any sign and say, oh, but this prophet is here. As a miracle baby prophet there. And you know, these days we have all kinds of prophets. Miracle baby prophet. We have miracle money prophet. We have miracle husband prophet. We have miracle wife prophet. We have, we have all, kinds, all kinds of rubbish is going on in the church. I say, hey, you don't know. Come and say, I've seen a prophet. He's powerful. Have you not heard? Sometimes the, the people have things in their ears and, and, and then somebody will be whispering their name. Name, address, he lives at this address and they have been caught. They say, eh, eh, this address, eh, why, why would God reveal my address to me? <laughs> why? Why would God, I already know my address. Well, why would God tell me where I live? I already know it. Are you following what I'm saying? Why will God why will God reveal my address for me? To an extent, unfortunately, some even go to an unimaginable length and predict what women are wearing under. We can't go further than that. And then somebody will be excited and say, Ah, he said I'm wearing red. There are a thousand, there are thousands of people there. It's possible one person is wearing red. There are thousands. There are thousands of people there. It is possible one is named Cynthia. Are you following what I'm saying? How can people be so gullible and run after such, such things? And that's what we like. There are some of you in this church. You don't listen to my messages. You listen to those people. You are in this church. You don't listen to my podcast. You don't sign up to my podcast. You sign up to their rubbish. You come, we feed you proper balanced meal here. You go and put on junk. You go and add junk. No wonder you're having diarrhea. You're, you're having spiritual diarrhea. And you are wondering, what is it that I ate? You went to eat something from where you are not supposed to eat. Are you following what I'm saying? I don't know why I'm here this morning because I've already prepared this message before I got here. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us. There are some of you in this church, you don't listen to my podcast. And that's the truth. If I ask you now, what did I preach last week? You have no idea. You don't listen. You just come religious Sunday and go. You don't listen. No, no wonder you don't have faith. No wonder we can't see no works in your life. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And the more word you hear, the more works we will see. Because we are not seeing works, because you have no testimonies, you are not listening to the word and you want to blame someone, you can't blame me. Blame yourself. Take the responsibility and blame yourself. And so, pastor, you don't know. I want it quick. Ask Sarah. Sarah wanted it quick. Gave Hagar to Abraham. 
Ishmael came out, we are still, we are still regretting that till today. I want it quick. I want it now. There is nothing quick in the kingdom. You didn't show up quick. God made the first man he created was quick. Adam, Eve, big man, big woman. They made a big mistake. God said, no, from today, the second and the last Adam, Jesus, my own son, will have to come through the normal process. Has to be a baby and has to grow up and have teeth before he can see the fullness of my glory. Amen. You want it now. Now. Pastor, I want to marry now. I'm giving God an ultimatum. If I don't marry, if God doesn't give me a husband. By the end of this month, God, God, no, 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 God, no more. No. You don't know God is protecting you from some devil. My first best man, when I first and last, when I made a beer best man, after I became a best man, people were putting pressure. Marry, marry. I was not ready then. Marry, marry. I said, marry who? Marry what? I was not ready. After 20 years, I look back. I said, ah, if these people pressured me, if I had married, they said, oh, you look really, you know, they're trying to push the bridesmaid on me. They say, you know, you, you and the bridesmaid, you look, you look, you know, you look like perfect made in heaven. I said, what? Probably by now, she would have pulled all my teeth out of my mouth. <laughs> by now. By now, I'll be standing in front of you and preaching without teeth. <laughs> I'll be preaching, and when I'm preaching, I'm using what's that thing you use? Eh? Polygrip. And maybe the polygrip is not even gripping properly because. Are you following what I'm saying? Why are you in a rush? Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Anyway, for your information, we're going to have a, a, a single uh, a something, a seminar, relationship seminar, and the name is what? Mingle and Tango. <laughs> Mingle and Tango. And for the singles, there's something my wife is preparing for you, very powerful. You have to understand the stages. Are you following what I'm saying? And then for the married couples also, there's something for you. So it will happen soon. Please, let's get this. There is no quick fix in the kingdom of God. God is not a magician. Everything God does, it takes time. Sometimes he, he might do it quick. Praise God. That's according to his sovereignty. Are you following what I'm saying? In the kingdom, there's something called little by little. God told the children of Israel, he said, I'll not take you into the promised land in a year, but I'll take you there little by little. Why? Because if I take you there in a day, he said, the beasts of the field will multiply against you and they'll destroy you. You want a helicopter, you can't even buy a, a bicycle. How can you, how can you, you want a helicopter? You don't, you, you don't even know how much a bicycle tire costs. You, you can't manage it. There are stages. When we started this church, I had the grace to pastor one person. That was my grace. Are you following what I'm saying? That was the state. And in those days, grace, once one pastor member's grace, I was, when I come, I preach fire, fire, fire. <laughs> With the one member, fire, fire, fire. And I'll be sweating. Sweating. But there are stages. Then God graduated me from one to two. And then I stopped sweating a little bit. Because the anointing is not in the sweating. Are you following what I'm saying? 
And then I grew and matured into branches. Then I learned that when God brings the people, you don't insult them. Are you following me? Nobody wants to be somewhere where they are insulted. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, look at all these wonderful people here in this wonderful church. That's why when you come, you don't insult the people. You encourage them. This is called a pulpit. We pull people out of the pit to where God wants them to be. Not beat them down. Not beat them down. And not a one-time good message. Every message has to be good for people to come every day. Are you following what I'm saying? So you have to understand stages. Quickly, as we get ready to close, I need to run through this in the next five minutes. The second one, the second key is obedience. Obedience is a key to entering into the world of unlimited supernatural wealth. John chapter two, verse five. His mother said unto his servants, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. Obedience is key. Job chapter 36, verse 11 and 12, it says, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. But if they obey not, they shall perish by the sword and they shall die without knowledge. So obedience is key. Obedience is key. We must obey and serve God in the church even when we are extremely wealthy. Don't allow your wealth to deceive you. The little wealth God gives you and then you become proud and arrogant. Come on now. The more wealthier you become, that's the more humble you must become. That's where your humility has to be intentional. The more God lifts you up, that's the more you have to humble yourself. The third one is sowing and reaping. Remember? Sowing and reaping is a law. It's a law we see around us. Every seed you put on the ground, you see a tree. Sowing and reaping is a law. Galatians 6, 7 to 9. It says, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. Verse 9, it says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So sowing and reaping is a law. You'll always reap what you sow. It's as simple as that. Sow laughter, you'll reap laughter. Sow joy, you'll reap joy. Sow evil, you'll reap evil. Multiply to the power square. So quickly, how do we sow? We sow through giving. In the church, we sow through giving. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured again unto you. Listen, it's very important we understand this law. The law of sowing and reaping. If you don't want to reap orange fruits, don't sow orange seed. Because you always reap what you sow. You sow discord in somebody's marriage, you reap it. You sow evil in somebody's church, you reap it. You want to break somebody's church to start your own, you reap it. Are you following what I'm saying? So if you don't want to reap it, don't sow it. Let's quickly look at an example of someone who sold and reaped. Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 to 14. Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 to 14. The Bible says that, Then Isaac sold in that land, and he received in the same land, in the same year, an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks and possession of heads and great store of servants and the Philistines envied him. Listen, until you get to the stage where you are being envied, you are not there yet. The Bible says that Isaac became richer and richer. 
other translations say he became richer and richer until he became very rich. That's going to be your portion. Say a good amen. Amen. I said that's going to be your portion in the name of Jesus. Always remember that God is our only source and not our business or our job. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 16 to 19. It says that who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, that he might prove thee to thee to do thee good at thy latter end. And thou shalt say in thy heart, my power and the might of mine hand had gotten me this wealth. Verse 18, it says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he might establish his covenant which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. And it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. God wants us to remember that it is he that gives us the power to make wealth. God is the source of our blessing. God is the source of our increase. God is the source of everything he has given us in this world. God wants to bless you. The question is, are you willing? If you're willing and you're obedient, you eat the good of the land. Please hear me. As we bring this series to a close, it is your responsibility to walk in unlimited wealth. The Bible says, with God, all things are possible. God's part is played. Now you have your part to play. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 and 20 it says I call heaven and earth to recall this day against you I have set before you life and death blessing and cursing therefore choose life that both you and your seed may live verse 20 it says that thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Hallelujah. I have taken time to teach you. Now you have the power to choose. Choose the curse or choose the blessing. God will not force his choice on us. He has given us a free will, the ability to choose. And as you go in this season, the word of the Lord will come alive in your life. Every word God has spoken concerning you, God will bring it to pass. Every declaration God has declared over you, God will bring it to pass. God will open doors for you. You make a way where there seems to be no way. God will cause you to walk in your high places. God will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. As you are willing and obedient, you eat the good of this land. The hand of the Lord will make way for you. The impossible will become possible. Everything your heart has desired in this season... God will make it happen. I said, God will make it happen. God will make it happen. The favor of God will go ahead of you. The days of lack and scarcity are over. It's a season of abundance. I release the grace for unlimited wealth upon you. The grace for unlimited wealth. Ideas to create wealth businesses are going to come out of you. God will lift you up higher and higher. Nothing will bring you down. God will lift you up. Anything that is sabotaging your destiny, I declare it removed now. I declare that thing cursed now. 
anyone sitting anywhere sabotaging your destiny secretly by the blood of Jesus, I terminate their skirmishes. I terminate their craftiness. I terminate their witchcraftiness in the name of Jesus. Anyone that has placed a curse on you right now, we send that curse back to the center. We decree right now that from today, everything you do, you will see the blessing. You will see the blessing from today. Your hands will handle wealth. Your hands will handle great things. The blessing of the Lord is coming to your house. From today, promotion is coming to you. Everything you do from now will be easy. Will be easy. The grace to go faster is coming. The grace to replenish is coming. The grace to be fruitful is coming. The grace to increase more and more is coming. Like Isaac, you become richer and richer. Like Isaac, you become richer and richer. From today, every seed you sow, you will reap a hundredfold. You will reap a sixtyfold. You will reap a thirtyfold. You will reap a thousand times more. In the name of Jesus, I decree over you that everything your hand touches from today will be blessed. It will be blessed. I decree your house blessed. I decree your house blessed. As a father in this house, I bless you. As a father in this house, I bless you. The same way Isaac blessed Jacob, I bless you. From today, everything you do will be fruitful. Everything you do from today, it shall prosper. You will flourish more and more. You will increase on this land. God will give you houses. Houses you did not build. God will give you lands. God will give you properties. God will give you companies. God will give you institutions. In the mighty name of Jesus. From today, I decree the commanded blessing over you. I decree the commanded blessing over you. From today, the blessing comes upon you. The blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and hardeneth no sorrow. It comes upon you now. It comes upon you now. It comes upon you now. The days of struggling are over. The days of struggling are over. The days of poverty are over. It's your season of enlargement. It's your season of expansion. It's a season of increase. It's a season of the supernatural. In the mighty name of Jesus. Whatsoever you do from today, it shall prosper. It shall prosper. It shall prosper. God will prosper your businesses. God will prosper your businesses. Every business in this house is being lifted up. Every business in this house is being lifted up. Nothing will stop you. Nothing will stop you. You are going higher and higher. You are going higher and higher. You are going higher and higher. I decree upon you the blessings of Jehovah. You're going in and you're coming out is decreed blessed. You're going in and you're coming out is decreed blessed. Many will see the blessing over you. The favor of God is coming upon you from today. I decree that same favor that located Mary and gave her an inheritance among women. I decree that favor come upon you today. I decree that favor come upon you today. The same level of favor that was upon Esther, I decree it come upon you today. I decree it come upon you today. God will give you this land. God will give you this land. God will give you this continent. God will give you the nations. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. From today.
from today you are blessed and no one can curse you. Did you receive it today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are working in unlimited wealth. Unlimited wealth is our portion from today. In Jesus' name. Oh, what an awesome presence. My goodness, I bless you from the belly of my soul. I was not meant to be here. I came down because of you. That's how much I love you. I'm not meant to be here today. But I came down because of you to, to release this blessing. I knew, I, I, I have not blessed you like this before. The way I bless you today, listen, I've not blessed you like this before. This blessing that I've blessed you will work. I said it will work. I said it will work. I said it will work. No devil can stop it. No demon can stop it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.